Hello again, ladies and gents, and welcome back to the AJ Roberts Show. Today we have a very special guest from over the pond, Miss HB, or some people know her as Human Vibration on Instagram and Twitter. Um, those of you who follow my show and my pages, my socials, will have uh, seen me sharing a lot of HB's uh, content. And one of the reasons why I was desperate to get her on the show today is because I've always been fascinated by the intricacy and how meticulous she is in the way she presents her content it's uh it's absolutely mind-blowing and i'm sure anybody who follows her as well will totally agree so welcome to the show hello hello aj thank you so much for that lovely introduction appreciate you're that very, you're very welcome now um i had the pleasure of being on uh, your show uh, a month or so ago which is absolutely fantastic and we you know we really dived into some great conversation and um if, if anybody hasn't seen it yet you know please check it out on uh, on her pa patreon page it was uh it was great to I guess bring our minds together because I've always like from looking mm -hmm. at your content and the way I know my own mind and analytical mind works uh, we've got, we're quite similar in that that aspect and um, obviously yeah. you've got a lot more broad depth with the American side of stuff um, obviously living over there um, but when we spoke on your show you were mentioning about like you know how your life was just like normal like everybody else's and you kind of had this mm -hmm. like big like aha and then you just went on this crazy journey uh, mm -hmm. and it's all there to be seen in your content which is amazing um, so I'll just give the, the viewers and the listeners just a bit of background about like, you know, where you come from and then how this kind of like shaped into where, you know, you do what you do now with all the, the analytical side of things. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, I think one thing that I've really recognized about myself is I've always been a curious person. That is something mm -hmm. that has been a through line my entire life. I've always been curious. I've always been analytical. I've always been questioning, a little contrarian. You know, I, I was always asking what sometimes seems to be the stupid questions, you know, in school, you know, things just never really sat right. When I would look through history books, I would always be like, these are just cartoons, you know, what's going, is this real? And I, I've always been kind of questioning what I have been said and taught and told. Um, so I've always had a little bit of a contrarian, a streak in me. And then in 2020 seems to be kind of a year of uh, expanded awareness for many, many people. 2020, I was granted new new vision new sight you know they say 2020 is perfect vision clear vision uh, i really feel that i was granted a new lens uh in 2020 kind of all of my curiosities had coalesced on one subject i was well to give a little bit of background i was actually pretty deep at this time in my life 2017 to 2019 ish 2000 right into the the oncoming of 2020 i was pretty deep into q into the into the q um just in, in, the the whole the whole world around it. I was I was dedicated into using my intrepid research skills and my you know native curiosity to to really get to the bottom of what was going on. You know, I'm sure some of your listeners, maybe maybe not all, but but many uh, will recognize that you know the whole world of like save the children and there was some really dark uh, elements to th you know things related to Q. Um, you know these rabbit holes that I had just really 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 lost my self down in in trying to uncover what I believed to be this, you know, this just evil just lurking right beneath right beneath the surface that all the normal people just couldn't see it. And I was, uh, you know, I was dedicated into into that element. And then something happened in 2020, where I, I realized that the rabbit holes that I had been losing myself down, it, it felt like, 
uh, that they had been pre-dug for me, that they had been, I, I started to realize that a lot of my favorite conspiracies and a lot of my favorite ways of looking at the world were an intricately designed kind of trap, an energetic uh, attention grab. And I had an awakening in a way where I started to see everything as a form of theatrics as a form of of theater of the mind i everywhere i looked i began to see that there was some sort of manipulation at play some sort of visual trick some sort of some sort of uh, kind of a magician's an illusion in in a way uh, the 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 stories that haunted me were were mere illusions uh the boogeyman that i thought were running the world the evil doers were illusions uh, uh, all the all the powers that seemed to be i began to see as as figments uh, of uh, really just a, a grand a grand manifestation of some sort of a magic like a magic show um i think we kind of just witnessed a grand magic show with the coronation just recently the spellbinding stagecraft of of the uh, it, but like I think all of these efforts are 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 um, are making something that is hollow seem more real by making the exterior more shiny, kind of like a shell. A shell has uh, an intricately de designed exterior, very shiny, very uh, you know blindingly uh, you know beautiful um, in its in its complexity on the exterior, but then ultimately the shell is inherently hollow. There is nothing in there. Uh, it's it and I see I see so many things as that now I see politics as a hollow shell I see the royal family as a, a hollow shell I see many 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 of my previous fascinations as uh, an intricately designed well well designed very complex hollow shell um and that all really started in 2020 and I have been sharing really from 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 the moment I open my eyes in this way and begin to question the reality as I have been taught and told in a new way. Um, it's been a it's been a really interesting process for me and I, I try to share it as best I can. Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a lot of directions, you know, it's really everywhere I look this new this every topic I take on now I, I have a new way of, of looking at it and appreciating it and evaluating it. Uh, that was that is really different than where I was pre 2020. So there was, I was, you know, kind of an always curious soul. Then my curiosity kind of got hijacked um, by just clever tricks, cleverly devised. And I, I, know, I don't say that the Q effort was totally null and void, because I do think that it's it's real in a sense that it shows it's a wonderful case study in how the human mind can be capitalized upon mm -hmm. how we it, it, how we can be um led through very basic uh intricate you know very basic tactics I, I used to read the podesta emails the wikileaks podesta emails uh I, I read quite a few of them and did a lot of searches on them and the, the that that the ability for me to get into the nitty gritty on this secret, you know, e the emails of politicians, it made it feel very, 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 very real. Mm. Now I see it as just text on screen. Mm. There's nothing real about it. It's just a database of text mm. that I played with for a long time, that I lost a lot of hours to this database of text, but it's really nothing more than that. Mm. Um, do you think you know, that's and, what it's designed to do, as in uh, 
yeah. as in it's there for us but like initially it makes you t- attach emotion to it which yeah. makes you consume so much time actually like sifting through everything but again i think it's all there for us because that we then take it's builds up that level of discernment the confidence in what yeah. we're doing it's training doing. yeah it's, it's training, it's training. Well. yeah i guess and being a that, military intelligence important. that's like half right. of the thing behind it like your ability to be able to decode the drops for example so right. I, I, I you know i'm very clear and say like, like i don't follow the the q narrative i don't need to because of my own personal military experience and the people i'm connected to so yeah. I, everything i'm showing people is from a military perspective it doesn't need to and you know and i'm british like so i don't even need to i'm on the other side of the pond from it all but it's all comes under the same flag it's all like one for humanity it's all like bringing down the deep state and all the pedophiles and everything else like that yeah. however um like you're saying, if you fix so hard on something, you can miss a lot of the other stuff. And I think you can see the transition just from listening to what you're saying and looking at your content and knowing your content of how fine your detail is now. So I'll give you an example. Like I was looking at your your stories on Instagram and you were breaking down how like the carriage that was used for the coronation and everything, like the makeup of it was designed to do, like the, the, the electromagnetism effects. Oscillation. Great, yeah. Oscillation, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that's just genius, like. Um, talk, talk just to, just as an example, talk us through that because I think it's yeah. like, I think it's fascinating. Um, you know, yeah. just something so what everyone was glued watching their TVs or whatever it was, they thought they were seeing something, but the detail you go to is phenomenal. I I always see there's always a little detail that grabs my attention, and you know, kind of we, we before we started recording, you were telling me how sometimes you just get this inkling it's still it's just seems to be delivered into your brain to, to look into this look into this look into this little element there's going to be something there that happens to me quite a bit especially when i'm just so for the coordination for example you know i was just like everybody you know i'm kind of keeping one eye on things i'm looking at the news reports i noticed a lot of chatter about the the carriage ride specifically they had some uh they had some old footage of the queen talking about how she hated to ride in the carriage, you know, cause it was so bumpy. It was, it was just, I just kept hearing the word like, oh, it's just a frightful ride. You know, it's so bumpy and it's just this. And then I saw a, a, a news article about um, how it's, it, it feels the ride is so uncomfortable. It feels that you can really feel the oscillation of, of the road, of the tires. And that word just jumped out to me. And I was like, man, why did they use that very specific wording the oscillations and there was something about that word that i just tucked back into you know i was like okay that's a word that i need to just keep in in my you know in my frontal lobe as i continue and then i saw you know some more of the ceremonial elements i saw this the 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 um the the traditional uh amp ampule which is how they pour the the sacred oils onto you know the the betrothed the person about to be um uh you know, king or queen, they anoint them in this really sacred, sacred ceremony. And it, the ampule appeared to me, uh, it had these two prongs sticking out. And that's what the oil flows out of. And those two prongs looked just like the two prongs of an amp. And it was called an ampule. Uh, and I, in, in, in circuitry, <clears throat> an amp requires, it has these, you know, basically the heart of, of the of the amplifier system is like kind of these two prongs, one one sending signal this way and one sending signal, signal that way. And I was like, wow, that kind of looks like the inner workings of an amp and it's called ampule. And when you look into how 
you know, amplification, it's all about, you know, oscillations again. And I was like, huh, there's that oscillation word. And, you know, and I started to kind of look at the symbology. I started just, I was like, okay, let's look at everything as an energetic capture device or some sort of energetic ceremony. What's happening here? And I, I realized that, you know, a lot of these, these elements, they seem to be uh, a way to kind of conjure or, or um, invite an energetic response, the carriage ride being an oscillating element, you know, like whatever, whoever's inside that, that carriage ride that gets jostled and then, then they get amped up with the ampule. It, it, I kind of started, um, I did a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, in-betweens on that. That was kind of a poor explanation of how I got from point A to point B. I do love stories because I can just like, just, it doesn't matter how I just keep going and going and going page after page after page, just sharing how I get there. Um, so stories have been really fun, but I, I, I just, I really looked at the ceremony from the elemental energetic properties of, of everything, even the gill, even the gold, even the, the gold, the gold, everything, um, you know, there, and the jewels, the, 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 the crown jewels, everyone was making such a big, uh, you know, fuss over the, the Nori diamond. And, you know, I looked into, uh, how, how, you know, the big part of it was, uh, you know, that the TV broadcast in 1953, it was, you know, the, the first time really people had ever really watched television in some in, instances because they bought TVs for the coronation, coronation in 1953. And then I looked at, you know, how how do TV broadcasts even even work and they require a a, a crystalline structure at the at the very heart. And then you look at the crown and there's that, crystal, you know, the diamond is a crystal structure and then they're wearing the diamond on the head. And it's like, is all this connected is all, you know, do all these do all these, does, do they, do they, it, it, you know, these uh, ceremonial elements, are they actually, uh, are they required? You know, are they, are they required not just, not just for the pomp and circumstance, but are they, you know, are these somehow fundamentally empowering the, the whole process, you know, somehow? Uh, so I really started to, to look at the, the props for kind of a lack of, I think it's very, very theatrical, uh, it's all kind of theater in, in a way, and we can go into that too. But I look, I began to looking at all the props from an energetic standpoint, and yeah, that's what I, I kind of went. I went kind of gangbusters in my stories, all about how each portion of the coronation kind of ties into some sort of energetic ritual. Um, and in a way, I mean, going back to how I woke up, I think it. I think that that was what was the you know the hairline fracture that eventually spiderwebbed into a, a full crack of the you know old way i used to to view the world i i think that the one thing that i that all of my understanding kind of crystallized upon was that our energy and attention is the most precious resource on this planet that is always the prize our energy our attention our focused attention is is it is mm-hmm. is what powers everything in this realm and to capture that is is the ultimate goal it always it always is and uh in it's certain in word, events capture that huh? in the word coronation though i was showing people on my social media mm. so you've got corona is equals crown in latin right and an ion right. is energy so it's literally yeah. crown taking crown, crown energy. tea energy crown taking your energy like literally and that's uh and that, that's what that's all they want it's, it's all energy harvesting it's the same as like the queen's funeral in uh, in september mm-hmm. You know, you've got like, right. they, they, they drag it out for 10 days. And in that period, you've got like millions of people that come from all over the world to stand there in a queue, like in mm. mourning, 
thinking about in a negative way what they're going to feel like when they get into like where the quote-unquote casket was yeah. and, then, and then they bring in celebrities like David Beckham and stuff like that to stand there for 12 hours and it's just like come on guys like it's, it's clearly it looked like a David Beckham look-alike it well, didn't yeah. even look like David Beckham it exactly. looked like a like a b-list exactly. <laughs> stand-in yeah like, it looked like his but, body double but what does it do it just draws more and more people to that because they want to yeah, be near really David does. Beckham but and it's and it captures all that energy you know it's really powerful um yeah it's funny and corona about, also means ring of light you know yeah. a, a corona and crown of 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 it's not a physical object either you know i love that you made that connection with the eye on me meaning energetic transfer uh but the, you know the the corona also meaning our our crown our crown of our head yeah, where absolutely. you know illumination you know a knowledge our mind i think that corona absolutely is about enlightenment there is something about it's it's all you know and, and isn't it interesting that the corona pandemic ended on the fifth and then the cora nation was on the sixth yeah isn't that weird isn't that yeah. a little it's all connected because it's just a <laughs> isn't that a little weird yeah yeah know, but we had local elections here on the same day as well so mm, we did like, too oh there you go <laughs> and and uh you know there was three crowns used in the coronation there were three separate crowns i, I believe uh, charles had two crowns and then there was one crown for camilla and you know, so there was it was a three crown ceremony, and on the same day, May sixth, in the United States, we had a triple crown race, the Kentucky Derby, which is one of that, three yeah. triple crown races. So on the same day, there's a three crown ceremony, the coronation. We have another three crown race, three crown ceremony, in the United States, and the winner of that was a horse named Madge or Mage. I'm not 100 sure how to pronounce it, but it's M A G E, and that means, you know, it's a magician, back to a magician's trick. I think that it's not at all surprising to me that that all of these things seem to weave together. It's, it's, it's a uh, Well, I found what was interesting today. The pattern. Um, so I, I'm like yourself, I always keep that one eye on like mm -hmm. headlines and stuff to see what they're priming people's minds with in terms of like, mm -hmm. you know, soft release and soft pilling and stuff like that, because yeah. it's becoming a bit more obvious, especially in the British media. And I saw this morning on uh, on Sky News that um, Tom Cruise uh, sent a private message to Charles, sat in a, a fighter jet, uh -huh. and he said, "You can you 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 can always be be my wingman." And then it occurred to me, I was like, "Oh, hang on a minute, your wingman was Goose. Goose is classed as an evil bird, but also a flying serpent. He also Ooh. dies in the movie in a plane." So again, well, that explains the Grim Reaper vibes too. With the, did you see? <laughs> there's a lot of, there was a lot of death, ominous, um, you know. And it, it didn't, because we just had the Queen's funeral. I'm glad you reminded me of that. It wasn't that long ago, and there was a somberness to the coronation ceremony that felt very much like her funeral procession. Mm -hmm. Like it kind of. And did you look at their faces? This is something that Les Luther, he's he would be a great guest, actually. Shout out yeah, to Les Luther. I've, I've chatted to Les before, yeah. Yeah, he, you know, uh, and 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 Rambo too, actually, you know, we I think Rambo was the first one to actually bring this up. So yeah, Rambo. But it was the faces. Charles and Camilla just didn't seem very comfortable at the ceremony. They didn't they looked a bit worried. They looked a bit nervous. Uh it reminded me, and you may appreciate this, but you remember the funeral of George Herbert Walker Bush in the United States? It 
it was the elder bush there was a funeral there was these envelopes passed out these mysterious envelopes hillary got these and everyone had these um, these horrified looks on their faces like they had just seen a ghost everyone had a pallor oh, oh, oh you know they they seemed like they were about to be executed for lack of a better uh term they, they they literally looked like they just got a death sentence so many people got those weird envelopes the looks on their faces reminded me of how charles and camilla looked at the coronation it just didn't seem joyous it seemed and at first i was like okay well maybe uh they're playing in this way because they need to be you know they're still mourning the queen you know they can't be too happy because they need to this is kind of like the only reason he's being crowned is because the queen died and so maybe he has to show uh, deference for that but then i just the way that you know camilla and there was just no smiles there was no joy there was nothing it just they they looked like they were minutes from being taken out back mm. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting because I've been sharing it on my socials as well, how like the the, the placing of the crowns is all done with their back to everybody behind these screens. And it was yes, all, it was just all like, why wouldn't you something so prolific? Why wouldn't you have everyone staring that at moment it? when they lowered the crown yeah, yeah, onto yeah. the head? You can't see who's in the chair. You can't yeah. see what's in the chair. You can't see anything in the chair. And I remember thinking same thing with the waving of the balcony scene you know when they when they after after the all is said and done when they go out there's a statue right in front if you're in the public you don't see anything you literally cannot see that balcony if you are a member of the public the only way you can see the balcony is if you watch it on tv mm -hmm. and that's uh, yeah and obviously they can show you what they want and you they don't can show you anything on tv they don't know when it's being recorded and uh, i was showing people from the queen's jubilee Mm -hmm. uh, I, I truly believe that because it was all what you saw on TV and they're so far away, like she's wearing this particular color green dress with this green hat and a black, the black dot. dot. Yeah. And it's like this classic, like put a center target to act as a green screen. You can project whatever. Precisely. You know. That's a tracking so, dot. Yeah. And I've seen many occasions where Kate is at an event and the foot, foot it's literally her at center with a, that, that, you know, that really intricate green screen color. Mm -hmm. uh, dress on on numerous occasions and everyone else around is dressed in dark suits and stuff like that and you can almost see behind that they it looks like a fake background of people yeah that sh it's almost it's almost like the scene has been cobbled together that nobody was genuinely in that scene the background mm -hmm. is separate than the foreground and it's just a it's a composite image i noticed that quite a bit with royal imagery it's just composited you know a lot of people will say photoshop fail there was a recent there's a recent great example of that. Uh, the queen, they, they released a, a photograph of the queen with all of her grandchildren, minus the ones that are in the United States with Meghan and Harry, but the queen with all of her grandchildren. And somebody noticed that there was an obvious like uh, glitch on the sofa that like it had been two photos kind of smashed together and kind of a really, really poor Photoshop job. But this was an official image from Buckingham Palace, quote unquote, official image. And, and there was notable uh photo you know photoshopping in there i think that photoshopping it doesn't really catch capture exactly the right it's not the right term because i think that it's not just one tool that's used to create these composited images this this kind of digital fakery but it's one indication that what we're seeing out of these you know the 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 official purveyor of the imagery of the royal family they're putting out manipulated images and not just one image i'm suggesting that all the images are manipulated in some way and it's not just a photoshop accident or a photoshop fail you know many of these images are are complete digital composites where it's not even a real photograph there's there was nothing photographed it's mm. a composite you know the background is 
is from an exist from some from a scene uh, and then the foreground is from a separate scene and then the subject is who knows if they're you know it's a, a body double with a facial overlay there's lots of different ways to to skin this cat but you know what i what i they truly show us daily didn't they yeah I mean, with the movies and they even even movies right. like spider-man they like they showed you like someone in a green screen with a hood on like a whole yeah. full green screen hood like kissing spider-man and then they put their so the, the the actors and actresses don't even need to be with each other ever anymore and it's yeah it's shown it on a mass scale now and i think part of it is to raise awareness to people and like i've been to, to the movies a few times in the last few months and nearly every movie we're watching is so cgi even like creed mm. 3 was just pure there's not even like a real crowd then and it it takes away the um I guess the excitement of the movie of as if you were actually really out of boxing match. So instantly you're like, this is all fake as hell. Um, right. And they're doing it constantly. And I think with scenes like that, it's almost like um, it's a big test of mind control because look at the Queen's Jubilee again. They actually, using that carriage. Yeah, the hologram. hologram. Yeah. Put a hologram in it, told everyone it was a hologram and yeah. people still stood there waving at a hologram. I think it's kind of always been a hologram and the one that they showed us of the Jubilee yes it did appear you know particularly ghostly it didn't it it looked you know it looked good it looked it looked impressive but it also looked a little you know like an apparition and uh but I I truly believe that the technology that we think is new and this applies to the absolute avalanche of, of generative AI technology that we're seeing right now with ChatGPT, Dolly, text to video. We're seeing, we're, just, we're, we're here. We're, 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 we're at the kind of X point where we're being able to see all of this stuff. But one of my fundamental arguments is that this technology has always existed. What we believe to be advanced or new technology is simply new to us. And it has always been in use and in existence and in use without our awareness uh, of it. And I truly believe that all, for all time, the, the royal family has been a, a, a essentially a construct. And I mean that both literally and figuratively, literally, literally we know it's, it's just, it, you know, the art, there's you, even normie, you know, I could say normies, is, I, I don't like that word, but you know, really normal people that never question the reality of their, their fundamental underpinnings of life. But you know, they, they can have the argument of like, what is the royal, what is the monarch? You know, it's kind of a symbol. It's a, you know, we, we kind of understand that it's not real it's more symbolic you know yes, so that's yeah. that's like level one so we kind of get that already but i'm you know above a couple of levels or maybe sub you know down in the sub in the sub basements of, of looking at these things i argue that it's not just a construct of you know of, of a symbol of a, of, a, of a world's past and tradition i believe that the royals what we understand is royal and ruling elite have always been a fictional essentially a fairy tale uh, used a, a device, a clever device used to wield control over a people without uh, an actual true governing body that that we see. I think that I think that it's all essentially a puppet puppet master. You know, I don't believe that there's a real I think the, I don't believe there's a real queen or I don't believe there's a real Prince Charles. This is something that me and Rambo talk about quite a They've bit. They've got a he, job though, haven't they? So for me, and I, that, as I express is in- It's like a role. Yeah, so it, it is, they're, they're all actors in a role, but mm -hmm. the whole point of them is control, control 
the slaves in essence so yeah they're they're, they're, they're being governed as well by much higher and their role yeah is i don't think that they're the, the yeah they're not the power they're not yeah. the power wielders they're just a um they are yeah, they're just a gathering space for the inner. They're they're a, a conductor. They're an energy conductor. Uh, our attention and energy can point to them, and our you know our money, our attention, our true our, our true currency is not the money in our in our pockets, but that does flow to the royal family as well. It's our energy and attention, and our and our our emotive energy, our emotional energy, our our, our kinetic energy going going there. You know, queuing up. You know, uh, thinking about it. The days we're planning for the big lunches. Uh, just thinking about the the you know mourning the queen and thinking about the new king and and I, I kind of think everyone's not too keen on Charles or everyone's kind of waiting for William and Kate to to take their take their place one day uh, and so there's like again there's like more emotional kind of turmoil around around that element and then pe some people just hate the monarchy flat out and think that they sh you know it should be you know abolished right now because of you know all the evils throughout around the world there's there's very few people that are just neutral about the royal family. The royal family is just very polarizing. People either love, 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 and would argue, you know, till the end of time that they are important and necessary. And then there's other people that that think they need to go now, you know. So it's it's like these two ends of, of the spectrum, and and that's that's powerful. The the polarization is what powers this realm i believe and it's interesting you know when you think about polarization it's magnetism and magnets are shown in red and blue as opposite charge one side of the magnet is red the other side of the magnet is blue that's typically if you look at magnetism that's kind of how it showed uh, also red and blue are opposites on the um or red and violet opposites on the uh color spectrum and then yeah. when they combine you know these polar opposites they combine they make purple and purple is the color of royalty purple is also an illusion an optical illusion we experience in our mind when the 2d light spectrum wraps around itself in 3d space connecting those polar opposites uh, and creating kind of a band of of energetic property energetic color which we experience as as purples and people are you know people will argue that royal you know purple is a color of royalty because it was really hard to get and back then there was these little snails that had to be crushed and the the snail goo made this beautiful royal color and only the royals could smash the snails and that's an interesting story but i don't believe it and i believe that the real call the real reason that purple is the color of royalty is not because of snails it's because that purple is an illusion and royalty is an illusion and i think that it's just a very direct uh, truth in plain sight um they're telling us see, and then you bring the other colors together which makes green the which one the uh red uh yellow and blue yeah uh, sorry red and um yeah so red and blue obviously make purple and then i think on the actual color spectrum if you stretch yeah out, like in the middle is where you find your green isn't it which is yep. obviously what they use for green screen. And yes, like and for every shade, this is interesting because yeah, that when when these purple this these band of purples is actually called the line of purples that's created when red and blue meet in three D space creates this. Liter it's called a line, but it's like it's like a zipper. You know, when you zip to you like it's like a zipper that's gets created. It zips up. It can the conjoining opposite ends and purple zips them up and can combines them. And in that thing, it's called a line of purples, and there's shades running from like, you know, bluish purple to reddish purple, and in the middle is magenta. But for every shade along those line of purples, there's a corresponding shade of green. And that green screen green that you mentioned, that very specific shade of green screen green, it's, it's, it's uh, complementary op opposite color is magenta. 
And magenta is what we know, you know, hot pink. And it's actually a shade of purple. It's the very center note of, of the purples. It's the most purple purple, even though we think of it as pink, but yeah, pink is purple. Um, and it's, it's you know, Madge, we talked about, you know, the Madge, the horse, magenta. I like to say the ma magenta, when we see the color magenta, it, I think it's a, a, a clue that there's something magical an illusion about to occur. I think about, you know, Jackie O, Jackie wore that, that, very intricately designed uh, magenta suit when JF, the day JFK, uh, his head exploded in Dealey Plaza in 1122, 1963. Uh, that day was marked by her, you know, very, very, very magenta outfit. Um, there's a couple of other instances throughout history of magenta being front and center on some very, very poignant and uh, polarizing days. And I, uh, my, one of my fascinations personally, a U.S. case called John Benet Ramsey. I'm not gonna. We don't need to go into that. But um, <clears throat> her her most significant image is uh, her festooned in a magenta dress. There's something. Um, there's something really interesting about the color of magenta. I really started noticing magenta during the George Floyd riots. Um, there was this a lot of there was a lot of magenta in in the footage. There was this one individual in particular. He was called the the pink shirt pizza box man. It was this in all the footage. There was this guy carrying around a pizza box with this crazy magenta shirt on, and it had a a, a quote on the back about the village. And the village was this M Night Shyamalan movie where the townspeople were tricked into not going into the woods because of just they were they were scared into not going into the woods. So I, I kind of that clocked. I was like, huh? Are we just being scared? If are all these little tactics, you know, these riots and these you know these videos of of things of shit cities on fire and all this stuff? It was like this kind of feels like we're townspeople being scared to go outside, you know? Um, and he was wearing this, yeah, this bright bright magenta shirt and it all kind of coalesced i was like what is what is magenta what is this color and I started doing a lot more research on it and have a background in kind of 3d color space i do graphics and video production and i, I just kind of combined all this stuff that i already known about these colors and um kind of made my own theorization off off that but yeah magenta and you'll start to notice it you'll start to notice purples everywhere you'll start to notice magenta in a lot of old uh, old media, you know, on, on things that are, I like to call, you know, the word lushi, lush being our inner, our, our energy, human energy. Uh, there's a, there's a term for the energy that swirls in our body that the sum total of our energetic uh, fingerprint um, lush is, is that energy. And I think that there's certain events that, that let loose us that get us get this energy swirling and whirling and when I kind of go back and look at some of the more loosey events the more highly energetically charged events I will notice purples and magenta specifically so yeah there's something about you know I, th I think that truth is in plain sight I don't do much with numbers but I know that you know sometimes now all the headlines have 33 in them you know it's like the gunman was 33 years old and the shooting happened at 3 30 p.m and you know there's certain little things that'll jump out to you in the numbers realm if that's what you're looking for and for me you know my I don't really do the numbers too much aside from the obvious 33s that seem to be everywhere but I do notice the colors I do notice colors for me they seem to jump out a little bit more mm -hmm. around the time of the Ukraine war you know right before we went to war with Ukraine the blue and yellow symbolism was absolutely everywhere. The okay. winner of the Super Bowl in February, the Rams, you know, they were blue the and NHS, yellow. The NHS changed all their, like, all their, their doctrine, their, their propaganda, their posters, their flyers, everything's so blue and yellow. Yeah. Leading up to it. Right, right. And how did they, how, how would they know?
how would they, how would, how would, you know, but it seems, it seems very, um, I mean, it also kind of reminds me of the 2012, everyone points to the London Olympics. They had that really ghastly opening ceremony with the hospital beds and the grim reaper floating around and the, you know, on my stories today. Like you did the illusions and everything. Yeah, so it's right us. there. You know, us. it's it. Well, they've well, the yeah. dancing, the dancing nurses. You know, yeah, like, like all, yeah. All, all of it. Like it's just like yeah, it's all there the with these big like grim reapers, these giant needles coming in, <laughs> and it's just like I know what the heck. Like, in what world did we accept that as normal? Why didn't we call it out back then? Going, what the, what what are we watching here? Well, what kind just... of opening ceremonies is this? It's, it's, it, is, it is a is a form of cognitive dissonance, isn't it? Like I mm. say it all the time. I could literally, I could literally get a group of teenagers and adults, like a hundred, and actually yeah. sh physically show them Coca Cola stripping rust off of metal, and say yeah. this is what you're drinking, and <laughs> an hour later, ten of them are going buy a bottle of Coke from the shop. I know it's, and it's, it's that sweet sweet Coca Cola waving to a hologram and. Just all this kind of stuff. It's that like it's different levels of cognitive dissonance, isn't it? That really um, yeah. shows the programming in people. And I and I genuinely think I'm. I say it to people now. I'm like, we're being shown who the NPCs are in our realities, mm. our individual realities. So, um, for my own research, you know, and people I've interviewed and stuff like that, I, you know, I've come to find that a good probably quarter of the people that are actually in your personal reality are the NPCs. So their role is to prop up order negative matrixes or whatever you want to call them you know mm. the banking system the the uh the, or the rothschilds banking system the yeah. the pharmaceutical industry big food big tech all that stuff you need those people who are just so programmed to keep those things propped up to keep them going otherwise they don't exist um yeah. you know the, the, the people still wearing the mask down the streets that like can't even look you in the eye they're just going they're programmed to go to yeah. that destination you know and it's like without them none of this exists um and I think yeah, that's, that's what we're, we're seeing that being highlighted on a grand scale now, I think. And even with the, even down to the family level, I think people are looking at their own families going, I never speak to you ever. You never reach out. You like, yeah. you literally do the same thing. You don't go anywhere. You just like that. Duh, 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 duh. And people are starting to like work it out. And I've seen it massively, obviously with my own family being you know, more aware than most. Um, but I think that's like the key thing now, isn't it? Like is a lot of what we're seeing is massively raising the awareness levels of people so even things like chemtrails are they good or are they bad but whether they are or they're not what it's doing is look at social media like as soon as there's a day where like and it seems to be the same in every country at the same time mm. the whole social media is just flooded isn't it with photographs of people taking photos of the sky they're yeah. spraying us again they're killing us you know obviously it yeah. brings that fear element but yeah. it's raising the levels of awareness on quite a significant scale compared to like even six months ago, like about something like that. Would you agree? Yeah, I would definitely agree that there's an increased cognition of, well, kind of, kind of twofold, you know, it's kind of might be a slippery slope because there's, there's an increased awareness of, of the, of, yeah, let's take chemtrails, for example, there's something in this guy, like there is something absolutely happening in the sky that is not normal that is not normal airplane contrails contrails dissipate very quickly a normal airplane flying in the sky you do not get this lingering stream this this trail of of vaporous material up there you do not get that with a normal airplane 
And yet the skies seem to be absolutely littered with these crisscrosses. I, I can see it. We can all see it. You can go outside for yourself and see it. That's not a conspiracy theory. We, mm-hmm. we can see that. And more people are actually looking up and going, oh yeah, what is that? You know, we, there, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I used to think that it was absolute proof that we were being poisoned. Mm-hmm. I, that's, it's what it seems like, you know, up there. I can see it so clearly, I, you know, I can see it with my own eyes and, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't sick, but I could see it up there. And I, and I just, I felt very, this is, you know, 2018, 2017, 2019. I, 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 I just knew that that was proof that we were being harmed and it was just proof was in plain sight. Well, now I kind of look at things a little bit more radically. I'm still absolutely certain that there's something up there that we're seeing something in the sky, but I, but now the way I, again, I'm kind of a a contrarian. Now I believe that it is just the narrative, then it's a weaponized idea. I believe that chemtrails are brilliant. The idea of chemtrails are brilliant because it, if you believe that you're being harmed there, there's, there seems to be visual proof. You can look up there and see it. But what's happening is up here, if you believe that 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 line in the sky is harming you, that plants a seed inside of you. If you believe you are being harmed, I believe that that dis-ease in the mind of the belief, oh, look up there, there's poison in the sky, it's going to get me. That dis-ease in the mind, I believe, can manifest as disease in the body. The lack of ease in the mind can, can manifest. And so now I... I don't, I don't look up in the sky and go, oh, that's definitely proof I'm being poisoned. I look up in the sky and go, that could be a clever trick to make me believe I am being poisoned. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in so much, when I believe that I'm being poisoned, that is enough for my mind and body to be poisoned by that idea to, to, in a way, the, it's, it's kind of all of the mind, all, all in the mind, all of the mind. And, I just look back at, you know, my, I, I'm, I was born in a time where I can remember like skywriting. Do you remember skywriting where like a plane would like write yeah. a little message, like, you know, whatever, will you marry me or something in the, in the, you know, there'd be some sort of message in the sky, a lingering vapor left by a plane would leave a message in the sky. And so we know that that exists. We know that technology exists. It's just a, a, a lingering vapor. It's not nothing harmful. There wasn't, nobody was saying skywriting planes are killing us. You know, there was never that narrative. What if the vapor we see up there is akin to just the same skywriting vapor, just a lingering vapor? We know it exists. What, you know, what if that's what it is? And there's nothing toxic about it except for what's in our mind. Now, I know this is a really radical thought. People might be kind of angry at me for even suggesting that. It's, you know, it's uh, perhaps, maybe, you know, I'm just deluding myself so that I don't, um, but but maybe there's a protection in that delusion. You know, if I look up, instead of going, ah, I'm going to be, you know, I'm, it's going to make me sick because I see it up there. You know, I just look up and go, nice, nice try, Satan, you know, next next time, you know, you trick me, trick me next time. I, don't, I just don't believe it. I don't believe in uh, the the harm the apparent the apparent harm I didn't believe in the the coronavirus you know I didn't even though everyone told me everyone every every smart person I knew every official that I you know official city official every government official everyone was telling me that I needed to live in fear of this very very real threat that I you know but I never I never was I was never scared I was never scared of the virus I was never scared of 
any of the things that I was told to be scared of, did I delude myself? Some might, some might say, yes, yes, I did. But I, I, I just chose to not be in fear of this thing that I couldn't see a direct harm. I can't see a direct harm with myself from what I'm being told is directly harming with the chemtrails. I'm, I'm told that the, I've been drinking fluoride my whole life. You know, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. Like I've never filtered my water. I've never, I think that kind of the fluoride is another thing to, to make us believe we're being harmed. If you believe that every time you take a sip of water, you're being harmed. I think that there's going to be some harm done in your body mm. where I don't believe I'm being harmed. And well, I'm works a, collectively as well, doesn't it? So it's just like if you, you, you and like all your neighbors suddenly saying we're being poisoned with our water, then you collectively conscious, you manifest that consciously, don't you? And yeah. it's, um, that so happened in Ohio with that train derailment and the yeah. smoke in the air. And um, I believe that a lot of those, the I mean, we had a, a spat of train derailments. It seemed like literally every train in the United States was going off the rails at, during this weird time. And it kind of all kicked off with that Ohio kind of like toxic waste train, you know, chemical, chemical derailment, just crazy. And then, you know, all that the people needed to hear was that the air could be toxic. The water could be toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that set up a firestorm. It's people are still up in arms about it. People are still yeah. believing that they have been harmed mm. through that. And well, I they, think they, that people don't look at both sides though, do they? Because like, uh, and this, again, this is me being the observer from like UK, obviously I've, I've followed lots of what's going on in America. Yeah. And connect, uh, I day, chat daily to certain people over there. And, um, you know, if you look at all these food factories that have been burnt out and stuff like that, you know, the fear is, oh, they're taking away all our food. They're trying to kill us. But then at the same yeah. time, in the same breath, you've got 400, Burger Kings Plus that are all going to be shutting down and it's because they can't get their stock. Well, yeah. where, why can't they get their stock to make their fake burgers or whatever they're made in? Because the plants have been burnt down. So why do you think they got rid of those plants to get rid of Burger King? They, you know, all the processed toxic crap mm. food. And it's like- also interesting that the king lost its crown, Burger King lost its crown, like right before the coronation. The, I, those, those articles were in the days leading up to the coronation was Burger King. Yeah, yeah, I think a, and a lot of the headlines were the king loses its ground. And it's like, this is a little on the nose, right? Right. Right before the coronation, something. Yeah. They tell, they tell us this stuff all the time and like encoding that. And uh, with, yeah. with, with the chemtrails, obviously being here in New Cal, I've been paying attention to, but what people aren't paying attention to is the vegetation. So mm-hmm. we've had a lot of rain. It absolutely peed it down on like, the whole country when the coronation was on, funny enough. Um, yeah. And then yeah. like but I, I'm growing loads of my own food and I'm seeing, yes, there's all this cloud. People are like, oh, they're geoengineering. They're just making this cloud to keep us in. They're doing this. Yeah. But until, unless you actually physically know what's actually in those vapors right now, how can you know? Uh, from my own research, there's a lot of things saying and from the vegetation and the fact we know that the soil and the earth needs healing is mm-hmm. that a lot of the stuff that we're seeing is um, hydrogen based or nitrogen based crystals or Kofi, uh, cobalt, vanadium, two parts iron, to strip all the bad metals out of the sky, the aluminium and the barium that was apparently being used 2020 before that was making people sick because aluminium, aluminium and barium is one of the key components to symptoms is loss of taste and smell. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Just one and of that seemed to be the hallmark of Corona, huh? That's interesting. Yeah. So you've got like, um, you've got flu-like symptoms, which every, mm. most people have experienced, plus loss of taste and smell, which hardly anybody has. Yeah. So you know, if you don't know where it's coming from, because your awareness is never looking up, because you're always like head down on devices, 
you know, um, plus the actual frequency itself that could make you sick. You know, that's yeah. I, that's what I really believe people experience because I experienced myself. I had it for like a week, but then so did nearly everybody where I lived. Um, mm, obviously, so, my local yeah. social media pages, everyone was asking if they had any spare tests so they could shove something on their nose to test them for something <laughs> they haven't got. But I was just like, this ain't right. This is like some kind of frequency or chemical. I could taste like metallic. I could taste oh, wow. it, but I had like a metallic, metallic chemical taste in my mouth for like a week. Uh, Ooh, so did my neighbors. Um, so, you know, you link the two together. It just makes so, you know, much more sense. Um, I like the frequency angle. I, I definitely believe that the energetic frequency, different places can have a different energetic frequency kind of imprint. Um, sometimes that's why we get sick after we travel. You know, we go from one place to the next and there's like a, there's a sickness that happens when you, when you arrive in a new place or, or return to an old place, there's like a, an adjustment period that is required to, to, to kind of get back on the frequency of that place. And sometimes the misalignment of the frequency can cause an illness. There's a old sailors, they used to dock just outside of the port for a day or two to allow the sailors to acclimate to the frequency of the place before going on land. Mm -hmm. And that was supposed to keep them from getting that kind of on that, that sickness, that onshore onshoreman sickness that might happen if they, you know, they didn't acclimate to, mm. I mean, I don't think they, they use the terminology frequency, yeah. but perhaps that there is, you know, there, there well, could be something. It's well documented as in that we should do that. Like when, so when we fly, if you go on a long haul flight, one of the first things mm. you should actually do is ground yourself like in, in your new destination. So your body's oh, yeah. like instantly dumping all of the positive ions that you build up in your body, which is a hotbed for disease or disease. Mm. And um, yeah. that's where all the information is caused and why people like often get sick when they travel or go to new places. I, I've had it loads, but I've just gone somewhere. I've been there like less than a day and I've been like spending a lot of time on the toilet. I'm like, well, I couldn't have caught yeah. it here. You know, right. I couldn't have got it here because I've not even been there that long. Um, right. But it's clear that my body's like built up loads of information and then it just needs to get rid of it all. Um, well, that's so fascinating, yeah. yeah. It's, it's well documented that, you know, when you travel, like if you're going somewhere where there's a beach, for example, Go and stand with your feet in the sand, like, once you get off the plane. Just that sounds lovely. Minutes. I need. I want to do that right now. That's what you're there for, anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. Yeah. You know, rather than all the stress of getting to the hotel, dumping your bags, and then suddenly you're just mm. smashing loads of like beers down your neck. Like first, it right. just grounds yourself as soon as you get there, because your body right. then calibrates. It's not the time, because time is a concept. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's got to do with the energy and like your energetic state at that time. Yeah. Because we kind of are a foreign body, like literally, it's a foreign. We come from a, you know, there's a, it, there's a, there's a, there's a disconnect there. You got to, you've got to, you've got to try to connect, you know. And and what's what's the one way that a human being can connect with this realm immediately is exactly like you said by grounding, by putting your literally your bare feet onto the ground. And I mean that's still pretty fascinating to me. I never, I never knew about grounding. Be pre 2020 that's it's kind of new information to me as well like this connectedness this energetic connect share shared energy with with this space with this place but that is really fascinating how 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 much energy transfer we're giving and also getting from 
this realm. And then modern life, you know, we're wearing these rubber sole shoes that can that that just sever our connection to the ground. It's it's kind of strange how lots of things are devised to keep us from ever grounding. And if you don't know about it, you could live your whole life without doing it. You know, so many people never, ever go outside barefoot and you may just miss every opportunity, you know, to to do something very, uh, very, very wonderful for for yourself, you know, healing in, in a way that really hasn't been explored in the medical community, but. but yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's the most simplest and free health modality that's probably out there. You know, I, I it's literally a, a, a non-negotiable for me. I do it every single morning. So mm. I, I'm just doing something I would do anyway. And this is what I say to like people who do my courses or like, you know, talks and stuff like that. Well, mm -hmm. you know, what do you do in the morning? Instead of sitting at a table with a cup of tea, just stand outside with your bare feet and for like getting real sunlight as the first light that you have rather than in your phone. Yeah. And the difference yeah. it makes in your body is like next level. I'm, I'm never sick, you know, and it's, right. and it's, it's just because of the little things like that. Um, just such little tiny changes. But it's just trying to get people out of that, that um, almost like that mind prison of the five senses and get Ooh, them to yeah. see beyond that. You know, and just um, understand that, you know, you're bigger than that, you're more powerful than that. And the power of the mind and the body. And I think because it's not taught to us on purpose um, and it's like kind of squished down, but then made woo woo. So like if you look towards like yoga and meditation and chakra systems, which, you know, the whole coronavirus thing was a, a massive attack on the human consciousness and our chakra yeah. systems and our abilities. Hence why it's called coronavirus, the virus of the crowns. Yeah, mind that, virus. Yeah. yeah, to stop that disconnection with you and source or whatever you want to call it and keep you inside away from source. Um, yeah. You know, and it's uh, even, even the masks and that's all about covering the throat chakra so you don't speak your truth, which is the throat chakra. Um, wow. And then when you have yeah. a big aura, you know, your energetic fields are felt up to like two meters away. Well, how do you Six stop people doing apart. that? Yeah, Bam. keep two so, meters. So yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> brilliant. But at the same yeah. time, keeping all the, especially males in the lower three chakras, so the red, orange, and yellow. Now, everything that's marketed that's bad for you at males is red, orange, and yellow. You've got Pornhub, orange, Hooters, orange, McDonald's, yeah. yellow, orange. Like all these things are designed to keep males disconnected from being alpha male, coming from a place of heart, speaking your truth, yeah. using your intuition. You know, and that's why most guys in Western society just spend most of the time going around thinking about food, drink, sex. Yep. And this is how powerful this all is, you know, and it's, a, it's, a, it's trying to educate people on just how, what this system in our body is all about, how powerful we are, how it connects the mind, the body, the soul, uh, and what we're capable of. And when people actually get it, they can instantly, and I mean instantly see where all the attacks come from. Because mm. once you see it, you can't see it. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. Once you have the awareness, yeah, it's really difficult to, to un, undo that, to undo that side. Yeah. Once you see, you can't unsee. And I, I, I love that you, you know, you um, couched the Corona discussion in the disconnecting element. Mm -hmm. Every, yeah. Disconnected from source, disconnected from each other. It, it truly, it truly was a, a brilliant, a diabolical, a you know, diabolically simple way, you know, all these little rules, like you said, the mask, you know, f on the surface, it appears to be a safety measure, but logically these little flimsy masks don't do shit. And so you have to realize there's a deeper 
rationale, there's a deeper reason, a more, a more meaningful reason to have this symbol on our face. And like, like exactly like you said, it's a, it's to, to, it's a symbol of, of a muzzle of a muzzle. Do not speak your truth. And, you know, I, I, it's just, it's so brilliant, you know, kind of looking back, you know, now that we're kind of out of it, but looking back, like, you know, the, the two meters is just so per why two meters, why six feet? Exactly. As you said, because that's the kind of radius of our energetic, uh, influence, you know, it's just, it really was a way to, to separate us That's why I say in so many ways. You need to be a soldier in the military to understand, like put yourself in the shoes of the whole know thy enemy. You know what I mean? Mm. So if you put yourself in their shoes, well, I want to know the enemy, us, what's their greatest strengths, right? Their human consciousness, their, their actual real capabilities, you know, their clairvoyancy, their psychic abilities, they're all of that, you know, the higher level human. Yeah, this is my, this is one of my favorite conversations because I do believe, you know, all this technology we have today, the cell phones in our pockets, the, the connectedness, the web, all of these things that we can't live without in modern society, you know, I truly believe that they are, all of these technologies are expressions of functionality that humans ha have, but we have been shielded from utilizing and using. I, I think that there is a, a, a deep telepathy to, to, to the human consciousness that we are just blocked from accessing. I think modern life just rewrites all of our base code, all of our, our base operating system that we come out with. We're kind of like magical creatures in this, you know, energetic realm. And, and then, and then we just get, we, we lose it all. We lose that magic of childhood. You know, it gets just, as we get into adults, we, we, you know, kids have, have imaginary friends. What is that? I think that they're tapping into something mm -hmm. that is, that is real, but it's a dimensionality that you lose. You you lose as you as you become a successful person. You know, you lose as you become like a modern. You know, you, you do this game called life. It all gets written out of you. But I, I truly believe that we have we have all this extraordinary capacity for connectiveness, mentally, emotionally. Uh, you know, the ability to pick up we'd call it the phone, but like pick up this crystalline based, uh, you know, this, the, the, we have the, the crystal in our phone, the, the silica based crystalline chips. It's kind of, you know, what the pineal gland gland we have, you know, the crystalline based gland we have in our brain, I, I think kind of operates on the same frequency and the same, you know, c c uh, the functionality is the same, you know, using this, this crystalline thing to connect, but we think that our phones can do that, but we can't do it. I don't know. There's some, there's something I truly believe that human beings, well, if we were on its head, isn't it? So it's like yeah. the, the phones are designed to keep you in a 2d reality. Whereas if like you're, um, if you were completely awake and light and you had a very active pineal glands, which you know, I know a lot of people that do, um, you, you see things in like four and five D so like, sure. you know, that that's where your reality should be. Um, yeah. Whereas everything, everything's designed to dumb you down and keep you in a 2D or, you know, baseline 3D environment. Right. And we're spending all of our attention, our focused energy and attention. Again, I'll say this, I can't put a finer point on it, but our focused human energy and attention, I think, is the most valuable resource on the planet. More fine than diamonds, more fine than, you know, crude oil in the ground. I think that it's our focused energy and attention that is the true, true, true prize. You know, it's even measured in jewels, J-O-U-L-E, like, you know, jewel, but also like a jewel, like a diamond, because it is very, 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 very 
powerful and 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 potent you know our 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 energy and so you know we just focus on we give it away we instead of harnessing our our true potentials and and really kind of being able to express what we can truly do uh, as you know, these incredible machines that we are, the human body is an absolutely incredible machine, bioorganic machine, but still a machine. Uh, instead, we're, you know, we, we, we throw our focus, energy and attention away willingly and freely all day, every day on things that do not matter. You know, when we get into these, these, these life routines that just suck our life source dry, you know, these, we get into, you know, these nine to five jobs that do not serve our souls that we actually some, you know, many people actually hate their job. And it's what they do for the majority of their life, more hours than not, they're working at this job they hate. And then they have, they go home and try to live this, you know, micro life before they have to go to sleep for whatever hours. And, and it seems like we get, we, we just get stuck and, and we are just giving away this, instead of instead of instead of keeping it for ourselves instead of like figuring out what we we truly want to do with life what we are truly interested in what we truly are 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 from ever realizing our true potential and capacity we just get stuck we get stuck in in the the modern day-to-day race you know we get we get stuck in this race and we can't ever get out um you have to, you, actually you can you absolutely you can get out and many many people are doing that right and left actually 2020 was a really wonderful time for people reevaluating what was important in their lives and making big decisions and getting off the hamster wheel that they might have found themselves on and totally you know uh, starting something completely new and that was i think maybe maybe a perhaps one of the one of the uh, you know the the blessed benefits from 2020 was many people had the opportunity to go what is this life what is this life that i've been given what am i doing with my time i feel like i'm throwing my life away at this you know i may have worked at this job for 10 years 15 years 20 years but what is it's not serving me i kind of hate it you know and many many people made changes i am one of those people i made a lot of changes in my life in 2021 and 20 you know 2020 and 2021 and completely turned you know my my life into a different direction that felt like it was my guided by my energy and my spirit when before I'd just been kind of pulled along this little game called life by dreams that had been put into, you know, blasted into my brain from media and from fairy tales and from Disney, you know, from all these things, like this is what makes a happy life, you know? And um, I think we're kind of given an opportunity now to reevaluate everything we've been taught and told, kind of take a little bit of that power back. A lot of people are realizing how powerful they are up here, you know, how influential we are. Um, I think we influence this realm far more than the realm influences us. Mm -hmm. And once you are aware of that, you begin to see, once you you can kind of make these conscious little changes in your life and you can really see the ripple effect um, spread in, in, you know, your day-to-day life. And then cumulatively you look back and you go, oh, wow, you know, things have, things are changed for the better. And you, you just kind of feel better when you take control over your own existence Mm. you know i think you know we talked about npcs earlier i was i was an npc until i woke up i was as curious as as i was you know i was kind of a blindly i was unthinking i was unthinking for for many 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 years of my you know adolescence and into my adulthood i was just kind of blindly following a path that had been laid out for me and then i was told this is how you do life and if you just do this you'll be happy if you just do that you'll be happy if you just get this you'll be happy and then do that you'll be happy and 
all of a sudden I had done all those things and gotten all those things. And I looked around and I was like, this is this, this just doesn't feel like my life. I'm, I'm not, I, I got all these things. I did all the things, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm, it doesn't feel right. I'm not happy. It doesn't, mm. doesn't square with maybe my soul or my spirit or something. Uh, I felt out of alignment. Um, and thankfully <laughs> the world shut down and I had an opportunity to realign. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, I, I think if I have one, one takeaway is our energy is very, we're powerful. You said it before you, you, we are powerful, powerful, powerful beings. And you got to take the power back. You've got to realize that you can control. You are the, you know, you're the only one that's going to live your life. So you better start living it. You know, yeah, nobody else is going to live it for you. Yeah, absolutely. And um, in, in, ter oh, in terms of um, moving forward in the next sort of like six months, you see things rapidly mm. improving. I'll say rapidly is quite the wrong word, but you see things like improving, you know, significantly. Um, I, mean, I think the I, wackiness is gonna gonna like things seem seem a little wacky. There was a grim yeah. reaper at the coronation ceremony. That is straight up wacky. Mm. Like I, I, the wackiness, mm. the strangeness, I believe, will continue to escalate until it is undeniable, absolutely undeniable by all. And I think at at a certain point there will be, I hate to use this phrase, but you know, a, a great awakening, perhaps. Yeah. Like I think that there will be there's going to be some sort of tipping point where everyone questions where, where even the people that seem to be just plodding along with not a curious bone in their body. I think that there's going to be something and, and perhaps maybe there's a subset of people that can't question like you said their whole purpose is to keep us locked into these systems and narratives perhaps there's you know what do you say 25% of the population or what what you know however many there are yeah maybe there are people that are that are really never meant to awaken they're just meant to keep us all trapped but the people that can awaken i feel like there's going to be some sort of event that 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 does it for all i think that mm. for anybody that can that's kind of what I, I predict you know i don't have a date on when it'll happen i don't have but i i, I see more and more every day asking questions that have never been asked before and that's heartening. That's very heartening for me. And I think that we'll continue to see some wackiness, some more just weird, weird stuff, you know? Well, well you know, you say wackiness and weird, weird stuff. You know, I was saying to you before, I like, I keep seeing the number 17 absolutely everywhere. And things mm. keep occurring around 17. It's a big number in my life. I joined the military on the 17th, the same day my nan passed away. Um, uh, it's like connected to my mum, uh, everything I do. And as we've uh, been on this call, and uh, I've been showing people that, that you know, the storm is coming. Um, mm. I just had big thunder, thunder over my house and it started raining at 14.48, which adds to 17. There you uh, go. It's yeah. Just like, it's, it's every day in my life. Like, so yeah, the, the weird and wackiness, like, I think just gets bigger and better the, the more aware you are and the more, like, the more of a conscious being you are. You know, it's just, and that's yeah. all part of that manifestation as well, how it just appears everywhere oh, yeah. in your life. And yeah, then, you know, once things. you, once you get to that point, you can then really manifest your whole life and how you want to kind of shape it and, and ride this movie as I keep trying to show people. I'm like, once you fully understand you as in your body, like mm -hmm. what it's capable of your mind, what it's capable of, where you can take yourself and, and start on that journey, yeah. then the whole real strong manifestation stuff really starts to work and you see the yeah. universe working for you, uh, on a, on the level that you've never experienced in your life. And that's why I teach the courses. My courses, are, um, my mission consciousness courses, to teach people those things and the, the live talks I'm doing. Um, and and you know you have to look at the feedback from it and what people are doing now. Like since having those kind of experiences around that energy and with those people, um, 
and it's, it's why I love doing what I'm doing. I don't even call it work. Like, it's just, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It's my role. And I think moving forward in the next six months, I think loads more people are really going to start finding their roles and understanding their role in all of this, you know, because we've all got a different path, a different journey, a different soul journey, a different role. Um, and it's beautiful seeing many of my friends kind of mold into theirs, which is awesome. Um, and I'm now starting to see people starting to come through, like the next... The next wave, as they call it, um, people that come through as well, like the family members, which is, you know, it's beautiful to see. Because um, you can then have those deeper, more meaningful conversations. And it just opens up all those, just those little sort of truths for people, rather than just a big, like, grenade. Well, your whole life's been a lie. Bang. Deal with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Everyone's um, going to have their own little way in. You're right. Yeah. Like, there's going to be, there's going to be something that resonates differently for everyone everyone's got their own way in their own little the, the hairline fracture you know that will that will eventually you know spider web into you know cracking the cracking the illusion uh, in totality but you're right you have to start like a, a tiny little you know a tiny little just a little crack the tiniest of cracks yeah, yeah. one of my favorite quotes is you know there's a crack in everything that's how the light gets in and I think that's a Leonard Cohen um a line from one of his from one of his songs but there yeah there's there's going to be and you can't just like hit everybody over the head with it i i'm guilty of that sometimes of being a little too blunt and a little too obtuse i need to sometimes remember sometimes what i say is like radical radically different than what most people think and so i can't just assume that people are going to understand what i'm saying i really have to be sometimes more gentle with my my approach and maybe slower with my delivery and uh but yeah, it, it is wonderful to see, you know, with one of my, my, my effort, one of my biggest efforts right now is, you know, Realize Radio and, and doing that with Rambo, my co-host, but everyone, I like to do these listener spotlights where we interview some of the listeners and everyone's got a, a, a different way in. Everyone came to Realize Radio from a different little inlet, you know, from a, it's like a, a big river system with all these tributaries all flowing into, you know, one big sea and I, I I love I love that you know I, I do talk about a lot of stuff and I never know what that one topic is going to be that resonates with any given person so I do try to keep it broad and you know anywhere I look I try to talk about that because you never know what fast I mean some people it's, it's the fake dinosaur debate you know some people love when I you know deconstruct did dinosaurs exist I don't I don't think they did because I think that all kind of supports this false history false deep history and also this you know false fossil fuels uh, mm, yeah, uh yeah. whole mind <laughs> just a conundrum there um a scarcity complex but so that's one thing but that's completely different than you know some some people will find me because they found my john benet thread and they are into true crime and deconstructing true crime and they got into it with that and so, you know di there's no connection between dinosaurs and john benet ramsey uh she's the she's the u.s maddie mccann by the way like yeah. they, they're kind of a very similar similar case like the little girl goes missing still unresolved anyway but you know there's no on the surface there is no there's no thread that would connect dinosaurs from you know john benet ramsey but it, there's an underlying the, the thread is deception the thread is keeping us kind of locked into these deceptive narratives keeping our attention flowing towards false 
you know, just fairy tales, essentially, you know, there's a reason that every child in school learns, you know, kind of right out of the gate, we get them obsessed with space, and we get them obsessed with dinosaurs for, mm -hmm. for that seems to be every single kid gets obsessed with those two things. And, before and I they think they learn maths and physics before they learn anything, they're into space, and they're into dinosaurs, because I think ultimately, you know, the goal is to keep us looking up and out for answers and also far back for answers, you know, in a deep, deep time, you know, look back millions of years to the eras gone for answers back there and then far up in space for answers out there, instead of ever looking here and now and within and right here, there's, there's so much, there's so much focused attention that we should be pouring into the present moment that gets siphoned off into the deep past that maybe never was and you know a deep out there that maybe isn't you know and, well, i personally religion, don't believe religions as well is, you know, religions, religions as well religion and i'm not anti-religion yeah. i believe i think we're divine beings i think that I in each human is kind of a spark a, a divine spark that i can't really explain but something's in there but i modern religion i think is a way to to but just it, it, a it misdirection it interrupts people so it makes you always yeah. look externally so you always like yeah. pray into a god and out i've, I've yes. seen it in many countries in my own eyes obviously being, being in the military and, and doing charity work in sierra leone and all this kind of stuff is yeah you see everybody like always like praying to somebody else to bring them their meal for the next day but it's like well what is your physical being going to do to get that food um yeah. you know those those emotions that you uh, you have to come up with a plan like it just yeah. doesn't like you know some like overarching puppet and god doesn't just play, put a plate of food there on your plate for on your table for you um and it's the same all the time and then that's when they bring in the heaven and hell you know because it's like the control so they're like yeah if you if you commit a sin you'll go to hell or if you do yeah. this you'll go and to heaven. the idea of original sin yeah. a religion says we're born bad we're born sinners i'm sorry what did that baby do what did that baby do to sin? Like, what has that baby been doing to sin? I mean, yeah. sure, I'm as an adult, I, <laughs> I've done a, a thing or two that probably isn't, you know, in yeah. in the uh, putting happen. me on the nice list. But you know, but a baby, you know, what they do? I, the whole idea of original sin is just I can't even I can't believe that we would believe that. I can't believe that we would be tricked into into believing that we are we come into this earth already slated for hell. You know, mm. my God, it's such a it's such a weird. But they're all just divisive, yeah. aren't they? Because we see it in every country. So you've got like every neighborhood now has obviously a big makeup of immigrants, of their cultures. Mm. And obviously we see it here in the UK and wider Europe where, you know, the, the CIA and that created ISIS to then cause that carnage in Syria to disperse hundreds of thousands of immigrants across Europe. Uh, and then I, I, again, I saw it in my own eyes that they were moving Syrian refugees into like old mili uh, older military um married uh, accommodation in germany where we were based and then the, within weeks you've got like a massive spate of females being attacked downtown and um mm. sweden's now the rape capital of europe i mean sweden like come on and wow it's, and it's just yeah and it's it's horrendous um but again it's all meticulously planned and that because all it does is splits up the wider communities creates that right. disconnection yeah. um and that's what it's all again it all comes back to that disconnecting people from Division, each other keeping them in discord, fear yeah I don't wanna, I, yeah. I, I used to like going to the community center with all my friends, but now I don't want to because I'm worried about being attacked on the way down there. So I'll just stay inside. And it's just, um, it's all, you can see the whole divisive plan um, yeah. and what it's all designed to do. But I mean, again, I think people are seeing through all that now. People are fighting back. We've got every country seems to have the same blueprint. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got like yeah. hundreds of thousands of migrants that have just been flooding in their countries. 
I mean, United States have got 700,000 on the border, ready, sitting ready to wait for Thursday. Um, you know, it's absolutely crazy. And I was thinking if that actually went ahead and they started bursting through the borders, it would literally be like a scene off of World War Z with Brad Pitt. Where right. I know. Climbing that fan, literally the wall, climbing, climbing the and wall. They, they've yeah. already said that they're going to have like Black Hawks and C-130s there, like patrolling the borders. And I wonder what, you're going to start just taking them all out and that. And it would literally look like a scene from that, wouldn't it? Yeah. 700,000 migrants trying to scale fences and walls to get into another country. That would be quite the scene. I, I, I wonder, yeah, I wonder, I wonder a lot about, it does seem to be, like you said, it's kind of planned. Like they get these, it's a strategic relocation of, of, of humans. And it's not, it doesn't just happen organically. I don't think that it's an organic process. You know, I don't think that these migrants organically all just showed up at the same place and same time, all on this, you know, path to a better life. I feel like there's a, there's a lot more organization to getting to, to corralling these individuals at a very specific time so that the floodgates can be opened up just to, the timing is just again very specific it's usually around these election type cycles you know that's a big hot topic with the debates is what to do with these migrants that are just waiting at the border you know and it's like well how they get there did did like you guys get them to the border so that they can be wait like you know is it, it seems to be very set up and strategic and not not an organic yeah not just not an organic route of people trying to migrate it, it yeah. seems to be some like you said the I, I don't know what the cia is doing or who what kind of military uh organization d plans and organizes these things but it definitely seems to have a framework that is just not natural you know it's been but it all it, comes down to the same thing as whether it's religion it's whether it's religion whether it's race mm. gender gender equality whatever gender you want to be um all this kind of stuff it's all division all of it and it's all yeah. quite, you know that was the whole point of george floyd that was you know whilst yeah as a, and also a distraction obviously from the worldwide corona bullshit um yeah. so then people were then focusing on you know and we had these like massive riots in like london about it all like after it kicked off in and it makes like, zero I, it made zero sense yeah, and why that and I was guy like, I was it didn't make like, any sense i was like you're telling everyone we needed to be in lockdown last week and now there's like 200,000 people in London, like throwing bottles and like rioting with the police. Like, if this, you know, why isn't anyone for this guy in the United States? And he wasn't even like, of all the victims, you know, this is one thing I'll say about George Floyd. It just doesn't, none of it makes sense. Of all bad things happen all the time. People, you know, police are brutal a lot, you know, and this one guy, why him? You know, he, why, why did the whole world seem to coalesce around this one? this one entity, this one, because the news told us to, like there's, there's other people that die at the hands of police. There's other people that have died, you know, unfor in unfortunate deaths, but we didn't mourn them. They, we don't know their name. We didn't start world global rioting, you know, for, for those individuals. Why George Floyd? It's all, it's all a device. It's all, and we were just well, I, told. I, think he's a, I just think he's a caricature personally. hundred so percent character. I was, um, I was doing a lot of research on it at the time. That's what really ramped my research up like next oh, levels when yeah. uh, that, that incident, because I could see like, this is just causing divide. It's just doing all this stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's on purpose. It's a massive distraction. So when I started really digging, I was paying attention to like the intricate details as in I'll put myself in the shoes of the police officer. And that's yeah. when I was started seeing all the video footage of like the police officers jumping out the back of an ambulance. I'm like, why weren't you in a squad car? And then mm -hmm. I noticed that the, tr the, tr the trolley that they had the dead body on got put into the back of the ambulance. And I was like, I zoomed in. I was like, that's a mannequin. 
And yes. Then, Rambo then, yeah. showed me there was a mannequin early on. I was like, and, oh my God. And then I did some research on the local area when they were looting and burning things down. Literally two blocks away, a mannequin factory was burnt down. Yes. And four yes. weeks previously, they replaced all the white mannequins with black mannequins. It's, and I literally did all that research for that in about an hour. So, yeah. but then what it did, it spark across the whole world. And then it then creates just constant racial tensions. And it's, it, Ooh, you know, yeah. it's to make, it's to make the, it's to make black people like it's the, it, it puts a, a thing in the mind that like you're inferior, you always have been to white people. So you need to have this almost like mental blockage towards them. And then now look what's happened with George Floyd. They've done it on purpose and all the fear. And then that's when the collective consciousness kicks in. And then the collective then start spreading what they did, which we all witnessed. You know, There's uh, back to Magenta, the footage of George Floyd. There is, if you look at the security footage, the, the, the original security footage before the event actually goes down, kind of like the moments leading up to it, there's a woman in a hot pink Magenta burqa full full burqa who walks in front of the cctv like walks from stage right to stage left just kind of crosses the scene and it's very colorful you the eye can't really miss it i mean if you're not looking for it you wouldn't really wouldn't jump out to you and for you know you would you wouldn't really see it as something but yeah a magenta burqa kind of crosses the screen and in burqa's magenta being a burqa color is very odd let's just start with that because burkas are supposed to be shrouded and you're not supposed to draw attention to yourself you, a hot pink burka is something i've never seen before actually you know you only really see uh, dark you know blacker very yeah, dark yeah, colored yeah, yeah. burkas so hot pink you know when you think about a burka it's to cover this it's really to, to anyway so that, that you know just again looking for hot pink in these looking for the color magenta magic enter looking for that match that magical element in these very lucy you know globally uh prioritized events and there's you know the the cctv footage has uh, magenta burka walking across the screen and that and and then everything unfolds mm. after, from that moment everything there's seems to of, unfold. Uh, in a lot of chaos scenes as well there's a lot of magenta isn't there used in terms of lighting and stuff like that yeah um, with like you see that with like police and a lot of these scenes you know the whole scene looks purple like especially at night like these antifa riots and stuff everything all the footage looks purple and it can be explained away because you're like oh that's the police lights swirling that that red and blue swirl of the police lights and it's like yeah okay that's an, that's an explanation but it's also they're showing us purple footage you know i i think that i think that you know there's there's explanations that are logical but there's also underlying truths that um, that might be essence, missed this is in essence both of our messages are the way we do things is we're not like you know there's no conspiracy in public knowledge and we're always showing public knowledge stuff and then breaking yeah. it down um right. and i think that's what the key message is to say people like here's the information you know you just need to keep you just need to dig dig uh, deeper peel back a lot yeah. of the layers that's what people yeah. don't do they just look at everything very linear very literal the there and then very 3d yeah. or 2d and they don't like expand yeah. their mind and that's why because i've got a very keen interest in like four five six dimensional stuff um you know like off world stuff all that stuff like i've got a fascinating interest in it so i always keep my mind there and that's why i think i can see stuff and then go right let's look at it bigger and bigger and bigger and that, yeah. that's where you find the answers um, yeah and i think that's a key skill that every single person can work on as you're raising your own vibration your own frequency your own level of consciousness you'll see that how easy it becomes to start picking things apart 
And I know for a fact, because the amount of DMs that I get now, and I'm sure you do as well, like across your socials of people that's doing it themselves with certain things. Going, look, I yeah. found this. Look, I found that. Yes. It's beautiful. Excited. It's so wonderful to see when people start to, they'll send me stuff and be like, yes, yes, yes. That's yes. I see that too. You know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it is, it is wonderful. And, and, yeah, it's you're right. It's the public. It's like you said, with when you started researching the George Floyd, you weren't going into you said you in about an hour, you kind of got everything you needed to know about the place, you know, about the situ about the situation about the the rubber body the mannequin factory, all of it kind of came together. And you didn't have to go to secret sources, you know, it's you just have to, you just have to know how to look at everything that is already available. I like to I like to say this, and this has kind of been a hallmark of my, my the spirit of my research too, is we don't need any new information. We just need a better lens through which to look, through mm -hmm. which to see a different, you know, and I think that our, our, our internal frequency actually changes the way that we see the information right in front of us you know, reading between the lines, so to speak, I think that gets a lot easier when you are on a, maybe a higher vibration, you know, mindset. And, and it's, it's all right there. One of my favorite things is, you know, looking for um, little phrases, I call them wink, wink phrases. One of my favorite ones is when a perpetrator, I think a lot of these perpetrators of crimes don't exist they're just characters and i'll notice in all the news stories they talk to the neighbors they talk to the you know the people that should have known these individuals and they go he was quiet or he kept to himself he kept to himself that's yeah. something that you'll see a lot the phrase kept to himself especially muslim young terrorists are born in britain you'll see, like, you'll just see that really and for the for the story. public it, it's just an easy way to pre-explain why nobody knows this person mm. why does nobody know this person well, it's because he kept to himself. Okay. And not, nobody knows this person because he's a character who doesn't exist and cannot be known. Mm -hmm. That's why nobody knows him. And so that's why you'll see that, oh, he, he kept to himself. We, you know, in the Derek Chauvin, back to the George Floyd, it's just so full. It's so ripe and rich of everything. But the George Floyd, you know, they went to interview Derek Chauvin's neighbors and everyone was just like, we didn't know a cop lived here. Oh, he just kept to himself. He was real quiet. We didn't even know, you know, and it's just that phrase he kept to himself. Just start looking for that. That's just one. That's just one. Once, once you see, you can never unsee. So just keep, keep that phrase in your mind. And now when you look through news stories about the next thing that's going to happen, the next perpetrator of some sort of mass trauma event, you're going to start noticing there's these little explainers, these little wink winks about how you know, he was very quiet or he kept to himself or, you know, we didn't know much about him in the neighborhood and, mm. you know, yeah. kind of a loner. Well, I think the, um, um is he, the, you know, people only need to start their training with that and just look at Bin Laden, for example. Obviously, every story needs a bad guy. Every story yeah. needs a good guy. Everyone needs a full guy. And and when I was in, even in Afghanistan in 2011, 2012, I was looking around just going like, this is mental. I was like, there's like a million troops in this country uh, between all the nations and the equipment and logistics everything they always talk about how you know they could literally within minutes stick a, a missile through your, your your letterbox and take you out and i was like how how is all these resources here and 10 years later we've still not found a man on a donkey he apparently took down like some you know two towers and ordering like, ordering you know yeah demolitions from caves yeah it's just like yeah so again mm. there always needs to be a figurehead or something so it's you know that's why Trump doing whatever, you know, all of the stuff he's done. That's why the media hammered him so hard because they needed yeah. everybody to focus their attention on him in a negative way to for their purpose.
Um, but at the same time, from him, like their side, they they all know that that was going to come. In, you know, that would be the incoming. Um, yeah. And I think that's what people are kind of really starting to work out now. You know, even things like the media was telling everyone he was telling people to drink bleach. But you know, in fact, it was it was hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Um, you know, which is an anti-parasite. Um, yeah. it, just all this kind of stuff. So it's um. And even early on, he was like, go out and get some sun, like literally just get some sun. And, and that's, there's, there's some truth you. to that too. Yeah. There's, you know, we were locked inside because they, you know, so many things like lockdowns were manipulated so many ways just to keep us sick, like just to get sick from literally, you know, mm. the way stress. we were living, being mm. locked down in stress. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, the, 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 the dis-ease starter pack is what anxiety, stress, disconnection from other, like loneliness, a uh, 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 fear, all these things, you know, put together in one. And what do you have? flu-like symptoms pretty quick you know because your body's gonna your your immune system's gonna de-platform de itself whatever i don't even i don't even know what immune system is it's just a word that we use but you know uh, there, there is a there is a really a hardiness to the human body that keep that repairs itself and keeps itself well and i think that that's our baseline is to be well and well i say on my talks yeah. um i say i say to people uh if i i say put your hand up if i told you that we don't have an immune system would you say, put your hand up if you think I'm I'm wrong? And everyone puts a hand up. And I said, what if I changed, just changed the name of it to a health repair and maintenance system? Um, and they go, oh yeah. And I say, would you say it's the same thing? And they're like, yeah. I said, the only reason it's called an immune system is so that they can attach it to the word immunology. And what's, yes. attached, to, what's attached to immunology vaccines, vaccinations, et cetera. Yes, et cetera. it's another That's mind it. trick. It's so, it's, it's brilliant it's so clever like it's it's diabolically simple it's it's just these these little tricks everywhere yeah. everywhere yeah the immune system and, and i'm glad that i'm glad that you followed up you know because i don't i don't know i i have a weird feeling calling it the immune system because i don't believe that that's necessarily what it is you're right i don't believe in viruses so but i do believe that yeah there's a there's a what do you call it the repair restorative like and repair health, system just a health maintenance and repair system yeah that's what it is that's what that's what we are yeah we're these these self-healing the machines the world wordplay comes in and yeah when people see it like that then it's weird because they instantly then understand how powerful we are from a self-healing point of view and i've always said i think that's yeah. the biggest hoax of our time is being told that you can't heal yourself and you need poison mm -hmm. to fix you. Yeah, it saddens me when I see just, you know, elderly people these days, I don't know any that aren't on a daily regiment of multiple pharmaceutical drugs. That's mm -hmm. just how, and it just, it just makes me so sad that that's like literally how people, like people, people in the United States, you know, you work your whole life and then you retire and then your pension or your social security or whatever, all of that money goes towards not living life in your golden years or, you know, you're live, enjoying your retirement. All that money pretty much goes to fund your pharmaceutical habit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, or you're, you think you're doing, a, your doctor prescribed it all for you. So you think you're doing a good job, but it's, it's absolutely mind boggling how much medication, da daily medication people are on that probably don't need, even need these these medications. My grandma being one of them, she's on like a drug for this and a drug for that and a drug for this and a drug for that. And some of the drugs she's on are canceling out side effects from another drug. And it's yeah. just like, this is a merry-go-round that you're never gonna get off unless you, unless you become your own advocate. Like, unless you stop just, you know, listening to whatever the medical system tells you, cause they don't know shit, you know? And, and 
that's just blindly following, you know, so many people are just blindly following and, and that's, that's just another example that I kind of see it's ubiquitous, you know, just the, the grasp of the pharmaceutical industry has on the mind thinking that we even need these medications in the first place, mm. you know, and everyone says, you know, pharmaceutical in there is, is hidden the word harm, pharma. Yeah. I like to say what's hidden in pharmaceutical is pseudo fake mm. pharma pseudo. Yes. It's fake. We don't need it. We don't need it. Like well, it's, it's paracetamol, is, isn't it? It's just uh, I said it to one of my young players a few weeks ago. He, he came up to me in the, uh, before a game and he said, "Oh, have you got a uh, got paracetamol in the uh, the medical kit?" And I said, um, "Let me ask you something." He's like, well, and I said, "Is your body deficient paracetamol right now?" And he's like, uh, "No." I went, "How much water you had this morning?" He's like, "Not that much." I went, "Do you think it's deficient water?" And he's like, "Yeah." I went, "There's my answer." Brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. But because of that, because that mind control, you instantly reach for something to fix your dis-ease. That's brilliant. Yeah. Are you deficient in paracetamol? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's a simple question. And it's like, I, see, yeah, I never you take, see, you can see the mind. I never take instantly. medicine. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I'm the same. I, I, I don't touch a single thing, but a lot of that's because of my own personal experience from having opioid uh, addiction from post-surgery and and just yeah. the way they treat you, you know, they just keep you coming back on the lap for more. I went to the whole turkey to get through it. And, you know, and I think that's a credit to my mind to be able to do that. Cold turkey. Um, but yeah, it's things are going to improve in that essence. People are working out that the pharmaceutical industry is what it is. It's all about money. People are seeing mm -hmm. it, like what it's doing in the, in the cancer industry, what it's doing to people, you know, and just the, the hardcore oh, yeah. stamping Cancer. down of anything that's natural, I guess people are then asking questions towards like, why is, why are you so anti-natural or anything? Um, well, obviously you don't make money. It blows so. my mind. We're still giving basically like the gas chamber to cancer patients. Mm. Chemo is, is the, the same stuff that they used in like world war one and world war two for gassing out. It's the same chemicals. It's, mm. it's, it's straight up poison in the veins and that is still our first line of defense we've done so much in the field of medicine i'm using air quotes for this because i don't really believe we're truly doing like radical you know revolutionary research i think it's all again these weird tricks of the mind uh but the fact that we can't we can't get anywhere we can't move the yardstick anywhere on cancer we're still giving people you know chemo and radiation is their number one we can't get anywhere on on the diabetes figuring that out like insulin is just such a racket that the whole diabetes care and the diagnosis and what it is and how the body uh operates with with insulin and then uh you know then and then all this the false insulin that people get dependent upon, you know, there's so many everyday ailments, you know, cancer being one, a heart disease being another, and, and these big, big killers that we don't even really realize are, are truly, you know, is what the, the true risk is. Nobody's calling for, you know, a, a lockdown over heart disease, nobody's, which is the biggest killer. Uh, you know, nobody's calling for a, a, a closing of every fast food restaurant now so that we can you know, heal our bodies or whatever, you know, we can, or getting rid of processed foods or getting rid of, you know, the, the liquor stores stayed open in Corona, the liquor stores stayed open and the churches closed. Not that I'm pro church, but that's gotta befuddle the mind, you know, well, and the gyms, in the, the gyms. gyms. Yeah. That's probably, that's a better, that's a better analogy. That's a better gyms, example. McDonald's and the liquor stores open. It's the same here. You know, right. it was like, 
because what does that tell you exactly. they don't care about the health That's... this isn't about health it never was and never will be no no never but um i want to thank you for taking oh thank you this was lovely time. wonderful and uh yeah i'm i'm sure if we were at a dinner table or stuff like the restaurant would be kicking us out because we can <laughs> talk to each other like, <laughs> like yeah hours and hours and hours yes um, we closed hours ago you gotta yeah, you gotta yeah. leave <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally you do know your time hop right um now nah, but it's, it's absolutely a pleasure to have you on um is it right to just share with the the viewers and listeners uh where they can find you on on socials and that to see more about what you do Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm on Twitter at human vibration. I'm on Instagram at human vibration underscore Insta human vibration underscore Insta. Uh, I probably am more active day to day on Instagram. Uh, but Twitter has more of an archive of all of my thoughts. Uh, Twitter, I've been on Twitter for longer. And uh, that's really where I kind of put the ideas first. Instagram is a, a, just a different way to explore, but it's kind of similar material. So they're both ways to get me. Um, I record a podcast with Rambo. He's he's at Seek the Truth 101 on Twitter. Uh, and we have had uh, a podcast called Real Eyes Radio for a couple of years now, since 2021, we've been recording. There's some free episodes available on all major platforms. Just look for Real Eyes Radio. That's three words, Real Eyes Radio. Um, and then if you like what, you know, the kind of style and conversation that we're doing and the topics that we bring up, we have an ongoing effort on Patreon at Real Eyes Radio on Patreon. And we record, that's where our uh, interview with you is hosted. Excellent, excellent, uh, by the way. I think we went for two hours. It was just another, yeah, great, shut it down talk. You know, we could have just talked forever. And uh, uh, yeah, it's been really, it's just, it's through through Insta, through Twitter, through the Patreon effort. I, 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 I it's been such a just blessing to be able to explore and share um, and kind of create a new way of, of thinking for myself and, you know, share that with others. And mm. I'm and that's what very, this is all about. It's actually people yeah. coming together and showing people what you can create. And I talk about it all the time, you know, being the creator, yeah. not the reactor. Um, right. and, wow. Yeah. And, and, and the more we do that, like thinking that creative mindset, um, because that's what's, you know, they've tried to dumb down is that creativity, that, that, that strong intuition. So the yeah, more we we're grow, creatures, like, creators, creatures, yeah. you know, yeah. we're, we're very, yeah, we are creators. Mm, it all starts up here. Our imagination, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, thank you once again for, uh, taking thank the time you. out of, of your day to, to join us. And I'm sure the listeners and the viewers at home will absolutely love this uh, episode and, and go and follow all your your work which you will 100 be educated far greater <laughs> than uh when the, but you know when then before you pick that phone up or uh or that computer like it's it's lovely and uh yeah i always check in on your stuff every day and um and yeah and it's just you're, you're a beautiful person inside and out you're doing great things you know the way you deliver your message is phenomenal it breaks everything down for people to really understand the finer detail of things uh, you know, so thank you for your efforts, you know, really over the last few years as well, you know, um, I'm a big advocate of people that are putting themselves out there in the limelight, putting their head on a plate almost to, to show people like what's really going on and all the finer details to help them discern and, and grow their own intuition to, to work out what the, you know, what their path is, you know, supposed to be in yeah. uh, and, and things stop, you know, stop holding them back. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. Um, thank guys you, and girls. AJ. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give it many, many shares, uh, which it deserves. You know, we need to get as much of this information out as possible. 
please um, make sure you like and subscribe to the Facebook page, uh, the AJ Roberts Show. It's heavily, heavily shadow banned. So any shares would be greatly appreciated. Uh, and also on YouTube and Rumble. Um, but for myself and HV, go and have a, enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll see you very, very soon once again on the AJ Roberts Show. <laughs>